Hey everyone, this is Caleb here from In the Mood for Real History. Now before you get started with this episode, if you haven't heard, I want to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain it to you. First off, being on a teacher's salary, I love that it is free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello and welcome to our second ep- mini-episode on A People Speak, which looks at American voices, some famous, some little known, that have had a tremendous uh, shaping of our country's history. So today we're going to look at Henry McNeil Turner. Henry McNeil Turner was a state legislator in the state of Georgia during the period of Reconstruction in the late 1860s and the early 1870s, but he was expelled from that body simply because he was an African-American in power. So just to give you a little background, after the Civil War, uh, the federal government had passed and was enforcing the 14th and 15th Amendment, which gave African-Americans the right to vote and citizenship. And so they were elected to governing bodies throughout the South through this period of what was known as Radical Reconstruction. But during the uh, the early 1870s, that support for radical reconstruction started to wane. And, you know, the political and business interests of the North made a deal with those of the South saying that they would withdraw federal troops and power, which allowed white supremacy to reign across the South once again. Henry McNeil Turner was one of just many, one of the many victims of this move. So in 1872, he was expelled from his position as a state legislator in Georgia. And right as he was being expelled, he made one final speech to the entire body that was in front of him. And this is what he said. Mr. Speaker, I wish the members of this house to understand the position that I take. I hold that I am a member of this body. Therefore, sir, I shall neither fawn or cringe before any party, nor stoop to beg them for my rights. I am here to demand my rights and to hurl thunderbolts at the men who would dare cross the threshold of my manhood. The scene presented in this house today is one unparalleled in the history of the world. Never in the history of the world has a man been arraigned before a body clothed with legislative, judicial, or executive functions and been charged with the offense of being of a darker hue than his fellow men. 
it has remained for the state of Georgia in the very heart of the 19th century to call a man before the bar and there charge him with the act for which he is no more responsible for than the head for which he carries upon his shoulders. The Anglo-Saxon race, sir, is a most surprising one. I was not aware that there was in the character of that race so much cowardice. I tell you, sir, that this is a question which will not die today. This event shall be remembered by posterity for ages yet to come, and while the sun shall continue to climb to the hills of heaven. We are told that if black men want to speak, they must speak through white trumpets. If black men want their sentiments expressed, they must be adulterated and sent through white messengers, who will quibble and equivocate and evade as rapidly as the pendulum of a clock. The great question, sir, is this. Am I a man? If I am such, I claim the rights of a man. Why, sir, though we are not white, we have accomplished much. We have built up your country. We have worked in your fields and garnered your harvest for 250 years. And what do we ask of you in return? Do we ask you for compensation for the sweat of our fathers uh, before you? For the tears you have caused and the hearts you have broken and the lives you have curtailed and the blood you have spilled? Do we ask retaliation? We ask it not. We are willing to let the dead past bury its dead, but we ask you now for our rights. So right there, the great question, sir, is this. Am I a man? If I am such, I claim the rights of a man. So let's talk about rights for a minute. In the words of Henry McNeil Turner, he asked the simple question, am I a man? And if I am a man, I demand my rights that come to me as being a man. So what happened to Henry Turner was nearly 160 years ago, but yet we have the same issues to this day. Just this week, yet another person, we have an example of another person being murdered at the hands of those in charge. Where was the respect for George Floyd's basic human rights that were guaranteed in the Constitution? So, speaking of, this is so much bigger than whether someone is a Democrat or Republican. Regardless of how any news source will spin this, there is just one conclusion. That what happened to George Floyd was utterly wrong on every single level. He was someone's son, someone's family member. Someone's friend that will not be going home. Until society stops looking at people of color as threats, and instead as human beings with dignity, then acts of cowardice like this are going to continue to happen. He is a human being, and his life matters. To quote civil rights activist Ella Baker, until the killing of black men, black mother's sons, become as important to the rest of the country as the killing of a white mother's son, we who believe in, believe in freedom cannot rest until this happens. And I have seen so many posts on Facebook uh, by white people being outraged and disgusted by the videos of George Floyd's death. So good. We need to be. But please take a moment to recognize that the anger, sadness, and outrage that is rumbling inside us is an immense privilege. We have a privilege to be able to have that. And we, and I'm meaning white Americans, including myself, must ask ourselves, are we willing to be held accountable for the murder of black bodies? 
Are we willing to acknowledge that we are responsible for reinforcing institutions of white supremacy through our own inaction? Are we willing to make the personal, social, and professional sacrifices that are necessary to save lives? Are we willing to challenge systems of oppression in our day-to-day -day conversations and spaces? Among our friends, our families, and our coworkers, are we willing to do just that? How far are we willing to stand up for our black and brown brothers and sisters? Honestly, when it comes down to that anger, sadness, and outrage that we feel, it really doesn't mean shit unless we're willing to take ownership over our history, uh, the history being the blood that is on all of our hands, and carry the weight of seeking true justice on our, soul on our shoulders. And let me be clear. If you are not demanding justice for black America in your news feeds, in your community, in your politics, and in your church, then your silence makes you just as guilty. Just as guilty as that police officer that stood by and did nothing and let it happen. And so to quote Pat, uh, Pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer, silence in the face of evil is, its, is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak, and not to act is to act. So I know a lot of you are thinking, okay, well, what, do you claim you're all perfect and all-knowing? No, hell no, I don't think I'm perfect. But I'll tell you the same thing that I tell my students. I'm aware enough to admit that I have no idea whatsoever of what it's like to be a person of color day in and day out. I will never understand that experience. I don't claim to try to, and I'll never understand what it's like. But that does not mean that I do not want to try to empathize and understand. There's always more learning to be had, no matter how woke any of us claim that we are. We must speak out, we must step up, and we must leverage our privilege. Thank you, and have a great week. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country, with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all-in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.